on this week's episode of The Fizz, I fill you in on my DTE electricity hellstorm. After that, we get into the big Stafford LA Ram Jared Goff trade. After we discuss that, we talk about the biggest game in football this weekend, which is the Super Bowl. We talk about the performances, the commercials, the food, all the betting picks you need to take, and everything else in between. Everything we love about Super Bowl, we get really into it. And then we close it out with a little over-under. But before we get into all that, I have to tell you guys about our very loyal sponsor of the podcast, and that is Selva Teas. Selva Teas are loose-leaf teas derived from all the jungles and forests across the world, and they have amazing health benefits. Guys, I normally open my day with a cup of coffee, not going to lie to you, but in the middle of the day, when I don't want those jitters, when I need to calm it down a little bit, I go for a cup of Selva Tea. You guys can have it iced. You guys can have it hot. They have caffeinated and decaffeinated items. If you're not really a tea drinker, go check out their website, look at the eight teas that they have available and see if there's one that is right for you. Two of them are caffeinated, six of them are not, but they all have unique health benefits. Some help with digestion, some help with anxiety, some help with everything that you may need. There are health benefits to these teas. And of course they do have the caffeinated ones if you do need a good old fashioned pick me up. But I'm a big tea guy. If you guys follow any of the social media, you guys know I like tea. I like it iced. I like it hot. And Selva teas are by far my favorite. They know what they're doing. They're very passionate about it. Just as I'm passionate about Detroit sports, they're passionate about these teas. So if you support this podcast, you support Champagne Athletics and the Fizz, go check out Selva teas. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Go get your significant other a small package of tea. They have options from $4 all the way up to 20. And the good news is, is you guys can get a discount on this using the code fizz 10 for 10% off. So go to selvatees.com. Don't forget to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and like them on Facebook, and then use the code fizz 10 for 10% off your first order. Selvatees, the roots of health begin in the jungle. But now let's get into the fizz. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the fizz thank you all for joining us tonight uh yeah tonight is when we're recording this will come out friday morning though uh day later this week due to some unforeseen circumstances we'll get into that in a little bit but first i want to say hi to uh ju here jay how we doing good how you doing frankie well i already know how you're doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've definitely had an uphill battle of a week but we're all good i mean could be worse we're here we're recording we're live. We have a lot to talk about. A lot going on in the Detroit sports world and outside of it. So I'm excited to uh, get into it tonight. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for it too. Like you said, we do have a lot to talk about. A lot of a lot of juice is flowing. Detroit's the big sombrero on Detroit right now. I feel like it is. I feel like it. Uh, it's almost like hijacked Super Bowl talk, kind of. Exactly. Well, they made the the first big splash in off season and it's not even the off season yet so that's exciting right. so it, it's interesting and uh a lot that's happening you know down the street from uh woodward there 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's start because we will get into all of that. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your week. How, how'd your week go? What, what's good? What's bad? What do we got, Jay? You know what? I can't. My week is good, man. You know, I got a nice. You know, I got a haircut yesterday. I, I see that you're looking good. fresh, looking lined yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. You know, feel good. My beard is finally starting to come in a little bit. You know, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, I got a nice, you know, glass of wine here. Yeah. What are um, we drinking? What are we drinking? And yeah, you know, just I'm enjoying I mean, this week is good. Uh, it's the Robert Modavi private selection here. It's a nice Merlot, California 2017, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss on the bottle of wine choice there. So that's great news. That's great news. Any specific <laughs> great news? Or are you just genuinely yeah. giving like good vibes only right now? Just all good vibes this week, man. Just got an extra bounce in my step. I don't know why, but you know, just just all around, just good, man. Good, good. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. I'm definitely going the other direction, but we're fighting through it. We'll we'll get we'll get by. Um, so did you was that was that your good news? You're just feeling good? Yeah, that's my good news, man. All right, gotcha. What well, do you got any bad news? Not really. Well, the bad news is I think we'll hit on this a little bit later, but like I just see trending all over social media, justice for Jerry, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. He, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, just full circle, Jerry always does our over-unders. He is on strike this week um, because of how bad we made fun of him last week. So he got his panties all in a bunch, and he said he wasn't doing the over-unders for a while until I take responsibility I'm not going to take any responsibility. He knows this is his job every week. Um, he needs to get me 10 items no matter what. And honestly, it's not like it's a tall task. So, you know, Jerry acts like he works harder than anybody in the world, you know, cause he's got a, you know, he's got a big, nice tax job in, in uh, uppity Cleveland. Uh, you know, and so he, so he got mad that I, we made fun of him last week for giving such a shit list of only six items when you need 10, but Really, no worries at all, Jay. Like, it's not an issue. I put it up on the story. I got like six emails from a bunch of people sending these lists. I got DMs. We got like eight options for over-under this week. So my only regret on it is I feel bad for those who submitted an over-under and we're not going to use them this week. Because I got so many. We literally, have, we could we could over-under 80 items this week. Well, we don't know how long Jerry's strike's going to last. So, you know, we could, we have those in there in the back pocket for in case Jerry, you know, decides to, you know, go full, full Gandhi on us. I mean, whatever, like he can, you know, he can, he's going to be pouting about it for a while. Uh, and that's his choice. I re realistically, I think the guy just needs to drink a cup of good vibes, sell the tea. Like, Oh, definitely. You know, what? you know what? I think that it was, I did have some tea. I've been drinking a lot of the tea this week. I think that's adding to my good week. That's it. You know, my mood totally changed, you know, this week. Cause I've been, you know, I've upped the intake of my tea selection and, uh, you know, I'm good. Yeah. All that you got, you're regulated. Well, you're good. You're exactly. Flowing. Yeah. For me, I think, uh, you know, the tea is comes from out of the Jerry camp and I think he put a hex on it because he's mad at me about the over under. So, you know, it is what it is, but let's, let's do this. I'll, I'll tell you my good and bad news. My good news is also back like a backdoor bad news kind of deal, but the good news for everyone out there um, you know, and it's, it's like, for as much as I love the wings, like there's just not much to talk about in this podcast about them because 
because boy, do they stink. But the good news about that is they're going to have a shot at the number one overall pick again. They're going to be in the lottery and they're going to have a shot at the number one overall pick because it's happening again. They're doing their yearly absolute plummet to the bottom of the NHL. And it, it, I mean, last game versus Tampa Bay, they gave up three goals in the first five minutes. Uh, And fun stat I read this week on Twitter was the Detroit Red Wings have not won a game without uh, Bernier in net in the last 465 days. So there's that. There's that. That's crazy. They haven't played hockey games uh, in 310 days, so we can give them 310 days off, but that's still 155 days with without winning a game without this guy in net. So that's just insane. But the good news is the, the Red Wings are going to be up for number one overall pick. They probably won't get it because the lottery is rigged and they never helped Detroit out. Um, but, yeah, that's my good news is that in all the rebuilds, literally all four teams full down to the studs rebuilding, the Red Wings are looking at another number one pick but the main news of my news out of this camp is i my bad news is my lead story here because it dominated my my last couple my last 24 hours and it's the reason why the fizz was late this week and i had to call you jay and you were one of the first ones to find out that i was dealing with this shit this unconstitutional bullshit (laughs) that happened in my neighborhood this is wild stuff here, team. I'm going to tell you a little story. I'll take you down take you down a little bit of a path here. But back in November, um, I live in a suburb of Detroit. I live in the Gross Point area. We had a big storm come through, a huge storm. Uh, knocked out, like, all the power in the points. Uh, you know, trees came down. Cars got damaged. It was wild. And during that whole fiasco, uh, a power line in the back of my house caught fire. It was like sparking, surging. It was right within the trees, you know. So I called DTE. Uh, the DTE guy like cuts through my backyard and uh, I start talking to him and stuff. And, and this line's like connected to the house. And I just say like, hey, our power is out or we have half power. So he pulls off one of the meters. We have two, two meters to the house. I, I know nothing about electricity. That's what you have to know throughout this whole story. I, I, got, I know nothing. I don't know how to do shit. I could barely hook up this recording today. So like one of the meters comes off the, the fire is going on in the backyard. Everything gets taken care of powers restored. We only have half power because we have two meters that power the house. There's like two lines. I don't fucking know, but basically DT pulled the meter off the house and we couldn't get them out to come fix it for a while because they were dealing with all the other storm shit. So we called an electrician and said, Hey, can you power our house back up? Cause we don't have fucking power. So what he did was, put some sort of jumpers from one box to the other to power the whole house. Great. Whole box is powered. He said, this is fine. Just call DTE to come out and put a new meter on the house. Great. I don't know. A month later, DTE finally comes out to replace the missing meter. Guy shows up and he, and he looks at it and he goes, Hey, I can't touch this because there's non DTE jumpers on the wires. You need the electrician to come take the jumpers off or undo this wiring, and then we can fix it. So whatever the fuck that all happens, odd part about this and important part about this, the guy who comes to fix these boxes, he takes the meter with him, which I thought was odd because 
you know, everyone throughout this whole process, like you need this meter put back on. The DTE guy takes the meter with him? He takes the meter with him. And this is the, this is what's important. He takes this meter. I didn't think much of it at the time. I just figured they'd come back and put on a new meter. We call the electrician like they asked. He undoes his shit. Okay. But we still have full power to the house. He's like, I'm just leaving this one thing on. So you guys have power. Cause sometimes it takes DT a while to come out. He does that two days later, which is yesterday. This was, this happened all yesterday, which is hard to believe yesterday. There's a, there's a woman, she's walking around my house. She's doing laps around the house. And I see the DT car in front. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, not really looking at me. If she like sees me, look at her. Like she looks away whatever. This goes on for like five minutes. It's really odd. I'm working from home. Then she knocks on the side door and very casually, very just nonchalantly tells me, she goes, Hey, I'm gonna cut your power off. What? And I, and I just said, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? You're going <laughs> to cut, cut my power off. And she's just like, you're stealing power. I need to, I need to pull the plug on you guys. I am in, you know, my slippers and it's eight degrees outside and I immediately walk out of the house and just, I'm like, no, you're not. Don't touch my house. Don't touch my house. Don't touch my house. I'm, I'm yelling at this woman. I am very vocal. The whole neighborhood can hear this. And, and, and she's just like, you're stealing this power. You have jumpers hooked up to this wire here, which means you're stealing. And I just said, we have never missed a bill. Our bill has only gone up over the last two months that this has been going on. And I couldn't even tell you how to steal electricity. I don't know how to do any of that. Ma'am, these aren't my jumpers. This is what the electrician did. I already had DTE out here. Check your records, blah, blah, blah. So she then calls her supervisor. The supervisor gets on speaker and she's looking at me and the supervisor's telling me the same thing that I'm stealing power. Like she thought calling the supervisor was going to help calm me down. It only, it only pumped me up. And I was like, don't touch my white. Don't pull my power. Don't pull my power. I I'm like freaking out on her and long story long here. She pulls the plug on our power. I was very close to, to physically upending this woman. Like I was, it would have been bad for me. Like it would have been very bad. I would have been in a lot of trouble. I would have been canceled. I would have been on, I would have been on the news. It would have looked bad, but I was to the point. Remember guys, my water heater blew last week. We've been dealing with this electrical issue for like three months now. And then she walks over and just yanks, calls me a thief, calls me and my wife, a thief for stealing power, then yanks the, the cord out of, out of my power box. In eight degree weather, <laughs> eight degree weather. It's freezing. So power just goes out in the whole house. I'm in the middle of the workday. This is three o'clock power goes out. I am now verbally assaulting this woman. And I keep saying, I know this is just your job, but you could at least be a human about this. Like there is a huge misunderstanding going on. Well, my thing is, I'm going to cut you. Like my Do thing it. is the thing that I don't understand, like you hit the point, you can be a human about this is people who don't pay their bill for months still have power. They can't, it's illegal to shut their power off, but you who's been paying your bill you get the cord yanked on you in eight degree weather. I don't get it. I was so confused. And, and Jay, like while, while she's like threatening to pull the plug on my power, I am like, at first when I saw her, I was like, Oh good. DTE is here to fix the stupid thing I've been fucking dealing with. And, <laughs> and she's like threatening to pull it. And I go like, great. Like you can just put in a new meter. Right. And she goes, that's not how this works. I go, well, how does it work? Like, I don't know what's going on. And I think, 
I think they thought I was trying to get something by them. I think they thought that I knew how to steal electricity and was doing it and putting on this like show that I had no idea. You were pirate in power. Right. Yes. The, pi- <laughs> the power pirate. That's good. I'm the power pirate. And, and the reason I think she thought it was like, I think that her moment of like, wait, holy shit. I don't think he actually knows how to steal power was when the supervisor on the phone goes like, whatever, don't pull those jumpers off the whatever the box. And she looks at me and she goes, Oh no, I'm pulling his jumper. So he doesn't have them anymore. And I go, please pull the jumpers. Like, I don't need the jumpers. I just want to legally live in my home and have it powered without any of this shit. She pulls the power. This is when it gets spicy. She's leaving. She's walking around the side of the house. And I am just like, I don't know how you can just show up at my house for someone who's paying their bill and pull my pl- pull the power plug. I work from home. It's eight degrees outside. Like this is this is my livelihood. It's a pandemic. I'm like this is <laughs> the whole neighborhood sees me in my driveway, like in my slippers, in my Red Wing sweater, just like this is this is inhumane. This is inhumane. Like I am just like yelling this, and I have to keep yelling out loud that I pay my bill. I pay my bill because like I just don't want the neighborhood to think I'm like a degen that like gambled it away. Gambled so, it away. So then this is this is wild. I am standing in the doorway and my dog, Hank, and if anybody knows my dog, Hank, it's like an inbred bulldog. Like it's, it's a lap dog, essentially. He's a sweetheart. And he runs up and he like hits his head on the, cause I kind of shut the door on him so he doesn't get out. And he like hits his head on the, the screen door. And this woman backs up, screams, don't sick that dog on me. Don't sick that dog on me. She's got the supervisor on the phone. So she's putting on a show acting like I got acting like I got the attack dogs on her. She's she's yelling that the dog's going to attack her. And then this is when I dropped the bomb. And I think this is why uh, things ended up working out for me is I go, you're walking around my house without a mask on. And she did not have a mask. And you would have thought like she saw a ghost. She was like, Oh my God. Like her jaw dropped. The, the supervisor heard it. I was just like, you're, you show up to my house in a pandemic without a mask. You know, I'm like, I'm doing the, the, the fucking Seth from super bad thing. Like, Oh, COVID, you know, I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is insane. So whatever. There's more, there's more to this. I, you know, if, if people, people probably signing off already, they don't care about my electricity, but I'm, I'm still bitching about DTE because what they did was absolutely fucking ridiculous and inhumane. So now I'm in my house as the temperature is starting to plummet. Uh, no power in the house. Can't go back to work. Uh, she's like yelling at me, like, give me 20 minutes to file a report, then call. I was like, fuck that. I called right away. It's, she's, she's not even in her truck yet. I'm, I'm fucking calling. I try to file the complaint on her and get my power turned back on and just try to figure out what the fuck's going on. Guy on the phone ends up being a bigger dick than she was. He just just called me a thief. Like, well, you know, you shouldn't have been stealing power. I'm like, dude, I I've never felt so helpless, uh, in my life. Like in this situation, I'm, I'm just like living in the twilight zone. I'm so my wife gets home in the middle of this chaos. I'm on the phone with them. I make her call another line and then I'm tweeting at them and blowing up their DMS all at the same time. I just wanted to create a circle of chaos. I wanted everyone at DTE to know that I wasn't going away until this went away. We get on the phone, we get the verdict. They go, there's going to be a $50 fee for wire tampering. And 
we will get a service guy out there on the 15th to restore power. <laughs> February 15th, this happened on February 4th or February 3rd. So they wanted me to go 12 days without power where I work from home and it's, it's, it's fucking 10 degrees outside. Oh my God. I just can't believe how incompetent these people were. Then like we go on hold for a while. I'm like literally linked in searching people that I might know who work at DTE. I'm finding people in LinkedIn and like, I'm like, shit, I got wasted with him in college. Oh my God. We did drugs in college. I'm going to, I'm going to get his number and message him and make sure this gets fixed. I'm on hold for an hour now. Line cuts out. Line goes dead. Uh, so me and Sarah are just staring at each other. No power. The house is freezing. And uh, we don't think anybody's coming out to the 15th. Like, we don't know what to do. I'm like ready to call the news. You know, like what, like, like Hank. Fixed help me, Hank. Help, yeah, help me, Hank. Hank. Help me, Hank. I would have 100% called help me, Hank. Uh, so then I'm sitting there. I'm literally linkedin in people, like trying to like figure how to like jump the ladder here to get my power back. And then out of nowhere, the guy who was a dick to me calls me out of the blue. Hi, Mr. Cerise. Um, it seems we got disconnected. Uh, I apologize for the inconvenience. I, I've made a few calls here and I understand there was a, like a misunderstanding. We're going to have someone out uh, between the window of 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. tomorrow. And it was just like, like I, it was just like the biggest weight got lifted off my shoulders. Like I was just like, oh my God, like, thank God. Like, I don't did even know you, what, I don't even know what you, happened. Do you still have to pay the wire tampering fee? No. Oh no, we didn't Jay. <laughs> no, we didn't. And me and Sarah went out to dinner because it's open now, this fucking twilight zone that we live in. And like, we were just like, what do you think it was? Like, what were those closed door conversations that did it? Was it that we've paid our bill? Was it that we clearly didn't mean to steal anything? Was it that DTEs made four visits to our house in the past three months and didn't fix the issue? Was it that they showed up without a mask and I called them on it? Was it because I was tweeting my face off? Like, I, I, or was it just the collection of everything that they were like, we just need to get this problem away from us? I think it was the combination of everything. <laughs> <laughs> they said that this guy means business. Uh, but, and the important question, where did you go to eat? Yeah, where did I go to eat? Uh, that is the important, <laughs> that is the important part. I went to uh, Telly's. So, uh, it's like our neighborhood bar and grill, like uh, right at 8 Mile and Mac. I love that place. If anybody's in the neighborhood. What kind of food is it? It's, it's bar food, but it's a little bit like they're select, like for example, so it's definitely bar food. Like they make like, they have like pretzel bites, mozzarella sticks, you know, they got all that stuff, like four different burgers. Um, but I actually got uh, a steak salad. I got a steak Caesar salad, which I never normally get, but I've been kind of eating like shit lately and my stomach's been, you know, whatever. So I wanted just something green. Haven't had a lot of green lately. Yeah, me neither. And I, I, after the Super Bowl, I'm going on a health kick here. So are you? Yeah. Wow, Jay's health journey. Yeah, after the Super Bowl. So if I'm grumpy and grouchy, you'll know why. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys listening to that rant. I actually physically feel better now. Um, but just the home ownership is an American lie. People call it the American dream. It is the American lie. Any equity you make in the house, you're just going to give it back in stress and money and nightmarish nights. My house got down to 48 degrees before fucking the guy showed up today. And not to mention, I was still wearing that Red Wing sweater because I was just in full crazy man mode. Didn't change from the night before yet. Uh, the guy was a huge Wings fan. The guy was a huge Wings fan. Super nice guy. Um, 
We should have him on the show. Yeah, we should. And you know, Jay, I never yell at workers or get upset. Like I really understand that it is not their fault and they're just doing their job. This individual from DT was so rude and so heartless. Like she cut off my power. Like she was in the winter in the pandemic. I just like, and she, and she pulled it out with such like sass and joy (laughs) that I just, I wanted to punch her in the face. I did. I really did. And I know it's a woman. I would never hit a woman. I, I would never fight a worker that comes to my house, but man, I was feeling unhinged. I was. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> All right. Well, that well, that had are, nothing are, to do with sports. Are you are you good now? Can we get so. into the? Yeah. Okay. Are you annoyed with me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. No, Let's, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just. You're checking on me, and I appreciate yeah. that. I'll be skating tonight too. I'll be playing some hockey, so I'll let it all out there. Maybe I'll drop the mitts with somebody. Maybe I'll punch one of my buddies in the face and pretend it's the DT woman who <laughs> so joyously cut my power off. But fuck DTE, that's bullshit. And it just sucks because it's like, it's I can't go to another company. Like if this would have happened with like my cable or some shit, I would just switch, it would be no doubt about it. I just would never give them my business again. But like, you know, with power, you're just like, well, I'm at the mercy. Of, like if they show up and do it again, I guess I'm fucked. So shout out to the DT woman and shout out to Becca. Yeah, fuck Becca too. The DT woman is like, <laughs> Becca is like way lower on the list. <laughs> This woman was evil. This Becca was just a bitch. This woman was fucking evil. All right. Well, that was that was my bad news. Um, just quick little story for you guys there. Yikes. Um, well, now that we've been through all of that nightmarish shit, and I am the power pirate, let's let's talk about the leading story in Detroit sports right now, and arguably the talk of the NFL, even during a Super Bowl. Jay, we moved a 12-year staple in the Lions in the Lions roster, and that's Matthew Stafford is on his way to the L.A. Rams. Your boy, Matthew Stafford. Yes, correct. My boy, Matthew Stafford, is no longer a Detroit Lion, and I didn't know if I'd ever say those words in my life. Well, you know, every good thing must come to an end, and uh, unfortunate for you, um, it came quicker than, you know, you anticipated or you wanted. Uh, I think all Detroit Lions fans wanted Stafford's and to be in a form of retirement as a lion, as opposed to, you know, going somewhere else and possibly having success. So um, like you said, you know, this is big news. Um, it's the biggest splash in, um, in the early off season so far um, for the other 30 teams in the league, if their off season started. So this is the biggest splash for it. And um, it's, it's, you know, taking over the airwaves, uh, like you said, even during Super Bowl week. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's tough. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of pressure on both the Rams and on Stafford. Yeah, 100%. And I think the first immediate – so just to recap the whole thing, Stafford goes to the L.A. Rams. Uh, he's the only piece that the Rams get. Lions get – um, a 2021 third rounder. That's the only immediate gratification then they, they get. And then 2022 first rounder and a 2023 first rounder. I mean, that is an absolute haul in my opinion. So just, just knee jerk reaction. What is your, what is your thought? Who won lost the trade or do you love it for both? Or what do you think of the actual pieces being moved? Um, I think it's, a, it's both, both uh, organizations won. But, um, you know, if you could say who won more, 
I would say the Lions won. Um, you know, they they came away a little. Okay, so both of the both organizations went and had a really nice meal. <laughs> yeah, but the Lions got dessert, and when the dessert cart came to the Rams, dessert was out. Yeah, you know, so that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I feel uh, like it's almost uh, a little bit hard to tell right now, obviously. Um, and not even saying what the Lions picks turn out to be, because that's like the easy road to take. But it's almost like if the Rams do win a Super this is their – they're winning now. Like their window's two years. They got a 33-year-old quarterback. They think he's the last piece of the puzzle to, to win a Super Bowl. So it's almost like if the Rams win a Super Bowl in the next two years, like it almost doesn't matter what happens with whatever the Lions do. Right, exactly. And uh, the, the biggest thing is, the biggest takeaway is this is somewhere that Stafford needs to go. He needs to go somewhere with um, a guy like McVay, uh, the head coach for the Rams, because um, my guy that I wanted to be the GM for the Lions, Louis Riddick, um, I heard you know him talking and he said when he interviewed for the Lions and they talked about Stafford, he said that his idea of a coach was someone like Deshaun McVay or Kyle Shanahan. And they, he wanted to bring in a coach similar to that and build the pieces around Matthew Stafford in Detroit. So is that an insight of why he didn't get the job? Because Detroit wanted, you know, wanted to get rid of Stafford and just start a full rebuild. You know, we don't know that. But, you know, so that's what he was, you know, that's what he said. And, you know, Sean McVay proved him right because Detroit, um, the Rams went after Stafford to get him in there. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think this is a big pressure on Matthew Stafford because he's had the crutch of people saying he's a good quarterback, but he's not successful because Detroit's not placing good, um, you know, good pieces around him. So now there's no excuse. Right. It's win now or bust. Yeah. And I think that's, oh yeah. 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 And I think that's what I'm most excited about. Like I'm a huge Stafford slappy, but I am excited to see what it is either way it goes. You know what I mean? So like he should be good with the Rams, right? There's no excuses anymore. Just like you said, I'm excited to find out if Stafford is what guys like me in Detroit have always said, a great quarterback with a poor team around him, or if he really is, uh, you know, not that, not a, you know, the guy who has 10 wins against over 500 teams, you know, like I'm curious to really see what the bright lights of LA, uh, do to him, knowing that he's got like a two to three year window to win a Super Bowl and a team good enough to do it around him. Exactly. And, you know, like right now, I know you're all in on the Rams, you know, you're putting all your chips on there, but I'm not, I'm not right now. I'm not so, I'm not until, I think Stafford has a lot of proving to do because at the end of the day, you, you talk about a guy like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, a Ben Lossesberger, you know, these great quarterbacks, what they do well is make others around them great mm-hmm. or make them good. I don't know if Stafford has done that here. You know, Tom Brady had a bunch of no name receivers, had a bunch of cast off guys. Yep. And he made them, he elevated them to be good players and household names. Stafford didn't do that. Now he's gone to L.A. He has some big household names there now. 
if he does not win the Super Bowl or if he doesn't get the the Rams to the NFC title game, I yeah. think it's a lost cause. I think yeah. it, it's a failed experiment if he doesn't. I, I totally agree with you. And I don't shun anyone for having that opinion that you just had. Or number two, uh, saying like, I hope the Rams don't do well. Because let's be honest, the worse the Rams do, the better the Lions pick gets. You know, So I mean, there's another way to look at it. I will be rooting for the Rams just because, I mean, even before this trade was even a thought in our brain, you know, I've said before, I, I thought the Rams were a dark horse Super Bowl pick uh, this whole year. And uh, now that they have Stafford, it's just kind of like, you know what sucks though, Jay, is I said, wherever staff goes, I have to get the Jersey and now I have to buy an ugly fucking LA Rams Jersey, which I told you, I think are the worst uniforms in sports. Oh, I love them. I love I them. You and your wife love them. Yeah, <laughs> I hate absolutely them. love them. I hate them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you definitely got to get a Stafford Jersey. Uh, you better get it before it sells out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm not going to, I, I, you know, like you, like you, I respect the hell out of Matt Stafford. Um, I think he was great for the city of Detroit. Um, but you know, um, I'm not going to miss Kelly Stafford. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I love her. I'm going to get her on this show and you're not going to be able to be a part of it because of all the mean <laughs> things you've said, but Hey, so golf, uh, oh, no, not golf. Sorry. McVeigh had this love affair with Stafford. He knew what he wanted. The Rams go out and get him. An offer the Lions really could not refuse. Um, sounded like, I think, I think the Lions played this well. And I don't know if this was bad Brad. I don't know if, um, I don't know who on this staff did this, but you know, it sounded like a report was coming out that it was getting very close for him to go to San Fran, you know, and maybe the Rams were like, we can't give him up to the division if this is the guy we want and we need, you know, and it, and it really seemed like, you know, you, you were tweeting it. I was tweeting it. Sounds like Stafford's going to the Rams and all of a sudden he or going to San Fran. And then all of a sudden he was on the Rams. Right. Exactly. I think um, it was, it was a little bit of a, um home cooking as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, Brad Hollins yeah. has, you know, that connection there and he did, it was kind of like, Hey, you know, you help me out. I help you out kind of thing. You know, we'll take him out of the division for you, LA, you know, you send us, you know, some picks, everything like that. We'll send, send you your guy who we think, who you think can, you can win with right now. Yeah. So I think that definitely. And, um, you know, I'm also reading around around the league that might be a little tampering, a little tampering <laughs> well, going on. McVeigh and Stafford had dinner in Mexico. Yeah, I mean that's it's definitely fishy. I think they were eating fish too, so no pun intended, <laughs> but kind of intended. Like, yeah, no, I I agree. I think I mean it sounds like fucking McVeigh and Staff just wanted to, you know, fuck each other. Like just it sounds grow like out. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. Um, so, I mean, Hey, good for them. And I mean, I did, I had no idea staff had a home in California until this whole report came out. I had no idea he had a place in California, um, in that area, Newport beach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for them. So they got what they wanted. Uh, Rams now are in full win now, super bowl mode. Stafford has more pressure on him than he's ever had in his entire life. We're going to find out if he is super good with a, he was super, he's a super good quarterback who had a bad team around him, or if he is it's just, just an average quarterback is an average quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, but the one couple things I wanted to ask you about and get your thoughts on whole nother side of the coin, you know, we're, right now my head's in LA, we're looking at LA and what they got to do to win. Let's bring it back to the motor city. I got my dude hoodie on. I got the dude hoodie on, uh, rocks in the outfield on Instagram. They sent me this. So I got my dude hoodie on I'm full lions, Kool-Aid slappy mode again. No problem. I mean, no, no doubt here. We get two first round picks 
in later years. So we are in full long haul rebuild right now. But in those years, we have at least two years of Jared Goff, who has a monster contract, former number one overall pick, which I kind of forgot he was a number one overall pick in 2016. He grew up in California, went to California schools. He's got a Cali babe of a girlfriend. And he just found out, like Blake Griffin did a few years ago, floating in his pool, that he got traded to the Midwest, to Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. I mean, what do you think's going through his head right now? It was, I mean, probably chaos. Um, I think there's, it's um, a little bit of shock, but I think, you know, with Goff, it's some, it's some excitement, mm-hmm. you know, going somewhere that he's wanted, you know, because Holmes was one of the guys to draft him. All right. And now Holmes is here. Holmes wanted him in L.A. Now Holmes wants him in Detroit. So now he feels like he's a part of a team that he's wanted on. Um, I don't think McVay really quite trusted him. Um, I don't think he, you know, really. um, Because the big thing in the coaching circle and, you know, in teams is you have a Ferrari. You're you have a Ferrari. You're the coach. And you give the keys to your Ferrari to your leader, your quarterback, and you expect your quarterback, the person you give your, if you have a Ferrari and you give the keys to someone is someone that you trust. That's not going to wreck the car. (laughs) McVeigh never quite fully trusted uh, Jared Goff to give him the keys fully. He let him drive with him in the car. Oh yeah. But he didn't say, Hey, go take your wife to dinner. Here are the keys to the car. Yeah. He never did that. And I think in Detroit, Goff is going to have that opportunity now to fucking drive the car in the motor city. Oh, look at that. (laughs) You know? And, uh, you know, so I think for Goff, he should be excited. It's a fresh start, you know, starting over. um, And he's going to be behind a rabbit fan base, a fan base that's going to support the shit out of him. I hope so. I hope you know? so. So that's so that's where I want to like pause, interrupt you. Fuck, fuck the word pause. I just definitely just interrupted you. What I would I want to <laughs> ask you is, you know, the mantra right now is I want to be somewhere I'm wanted. I feel wanted in the Motor City. I'm wanted. I'm wanted. And I want golf to have that mentality. Guys like me are going to support the hell out of golf. Like, you know, golf. I want to show you around the city. We'll go get a Coney together. I'll show you what the Motor City's like. I'll get you to like it here. But I, this deal doesn't happen without getting rid of golf. We the Lions, I feel like, would have done this deal without taking Goff. Like, if it would have just been the two firsts and the thirds, we take this. But they said, no, you have to take this Goff contract. So I hope in Goff's head he's lying to himself and saying he is wanted here. But he also may not have been, and he was a part of the puzzle that had to, to make the trade work to get rid of that huge contract. Yeah, but either with that is, I think that's still – and if you're a Detroit fan, you hope that gets out, that it says – you know, hey, he might not have been wanted here because that's going to put a chip on his shoulder to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you want. But, um, you know, I, I think he's I, – I truly think he's wanted here by uh, Soup, Soup Campbell. <laughs> Motor City I'm, I'm, Campbell. <laughs> I'm still going with Soup and hoping that sticks. That's okay. Um, keep, keep working. And, and Brad Holmes. I think Brad Holmes really likes golf. You know, he's a guy that, um, that uh, drafted him. So I think he really likes him and wants him, you know, in his organization. And just so you know, let me, there's, there's a little bit of a, don't get, don't get upset when you see a lot of former Rams start to come to the lions. Cause that's a similar trend 
that happened in Buffalo when McDermott um, left Carolina and came to Buffalo, a lot of the, the former players that he worked started coming in. And Buffalo fans said, oh, we call us the Buffalo Panthers. All right. So it might be the, the Detroit Rams in a little bit here, but that's building that nucleus and uh, it's for a good cause. The only reason it scares us Detroit folk is because I don't know if you remember New England Midwest. Uh, New England Midwest was a nightmare and it burned to the ground in two and a half years. So that's why we get a little nervous. Even my dad called and goes, I think the deal's great, really scared that we're only going to deal with the Rams when we used to only deal with the Patriots. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a little different. Yeah, I think it's a little different. I think you have um, higher caliber players with the Rams than you did with the Patriots when uh, your boy Patricia was there. Stop that. Stop that. I can't believe Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion. It still doesn't even feel like real. I I almost believe Stafford is a Ram more than I believe Goff is like our quarterback now. So wild to me. Um, They got to get him some help. I mean, we don't have any receivers signed. I think they're going to let Galladay and Marv. I mean, Marv is going to walk. I think they're going to let Galladay walk too, personally. Um, But a couple more notes here I wanted to ask you about. Uh, one specifically, another team. So a third of the league apparently reached out. There was a Sports Illustrated article that went down the list of offers of teams just calling and you know checking in on it to some that actually offered uh, legitimate picks. Uh, Carolina offered their eighth pick this year, uh, which is de- I mean that would have been very intriguing. But I think two first round picks, four over the five over the next three years is is better than two now. Um, but the Colts, I wanted to ask you about the Colts. As a Colts fan, you, I feel like they thought this had to get done. This was their final piece. Your staff had interest in Indy, and now he goes to uh, the Rams. And I just kind of feel like as an Indy fan, you got to be like, how the hell did we not get this done? Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you got to feel like that as an Indy fan. But um, I think Indianapolis, they're one of those cities. They, they're like a blue collar mentality city. And they're like, oh, you know, we can find a guy, mm-hmm. you know, that it doesn't have to be a big splash name because, you know, the Colts have never had really big splash players other than Peyton and uh, Edron James. And really, you know, they haven't had like the, that sexy name in the organization. So um, but you're you're 100 right. As a Colt fan, you know you have a great defense. Uh, you're in your offense where you know firing all cylinders uh, at the end of the season. Why wouldn't you make a play for a guy like Stafford and win now? Yeah. So that one just inter- uh, was very interesting to me uh, that they you know I mean they I just they had they had their hero Pat Pat uh, McAfee yelling to go get him and I thought for sure he was going to be a Colt and then. Rams just kind of dark horse out of nowhere. Uh, I did not know that there was this, you know, love affair with McVeigh and staff that, you know, got it done and that they're just fearless giving away first round picks. I mean, no first round picks in seven years. That's wild to me. Absolutely yeah, wild to me. I think they're going to, they'll figure something out. They're going to yeah. get, they're going to get a first round pick here and there, you know, by trade or something. Yeah. Understandable. Um, another thing I saw, uh, throughout this whole fiasco is the word on the street is that Stafford said, you can trade me anywhere except new England. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting that Stafford would ever even say, you know, don't trade me somewhere. Um, but man, just even though he's gone, like the ghost of Matt Patricia still haunts all 
people who have played for him at in the Detroit Lions. Right. And, uh, you know, would you, do you think if Patricia wasn't in New England again, Stafford would have wanted to go there? I don't know about wanted, I but I don't know if he would have opposed it. Um, I mean, it had to be because of Patricia, right? I don't think he's come right out and say that, but, like, I just – I mean, I don't, it's not like I know Stafford personally or anything, but like, I have a hard time believing, you know, I, did he not want to buy into the Patriot way or anything like that? Like, I don't well, know. It's, to it's me, a it different... was just like, well, Patricia's there and I don't want to see that fucking guy anymore. Well, it's a different, you, it's a different type of football if you're going to play for the New England Patriots. So it's, it's totally, it's a different mindset. Uh, you, you always say, you know, Stafford's tough, 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 but it's a different type of toughness if you play for the New England Patriots. Um, so maybe, you know, like uh, your boy that you got mad at, uh, yeah, uh, Teddy Bruschi, yeah. you know, said he's not mentally tough. You know, he's not tough enough to play for. Maybe, maybe there's some, you know, some back into that. No, Teddy Bruschi doesn't know shit. Stafford's tough as hell. If he wanted, if he got sent to New England, he would have been just fine. He's mentally tough enough to go through 12 years of the Detroit Lions and everything they've been through. He's mentally just fine. I don't think, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous to say that Stafford couldn't handle Bilicic. I think he just didn't want to look at Patricia's fucking ugly face um, anymore. I think he had enough of that. <laughs> that's my thought on that. Any other thoughts on this trade? What does this do for the rest of the trades? The the QB carousel. I don't think Deshaun's going anywhere. Uh, Deshaun's definitely going somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, Deshaun's not going to be a Texan next next year. I mean, the price tag. What does it do for his price? I mean, it's like four first rounders now. Right, and there are teams out there that's going to be willing to pay that for him. Um, so I don't think it's and uh, you know, and you also have Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Carson's not going to stay in Philly. Yuck. So I have a strong belief that at the at the start of next year, Deshaun Watson will be playing for another team other than the Texans, and Carson Wentz will be playing for another team other than the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you have any takes on where those places might be? Right now, no. Right yeah. now, it, it's tough. It's really tough right now because uh, the water's just mucked up right now. I think I could see one of them on Washington on on the football team. Think maybe maybe they could land one of these guys. Um, if anybody, it will be Watson on the, I don't think Philly will trade him in conference. True. And that's like with the Colts too. I mean, Deshaun won't end up in Indy mm-hmm. in the division. So wild. Maybe, maybe Deshaun in San Francisco. Maybe. That or Carson Wentz in San Francisco. It's hard to even picture these. It's good though, that you can just go on Twitter and type in the player's name and the team and then find a Photoshop of them in the uniform just to see how they look. (laughs) All right. Now that we have discussed two teams that are not playing this weekend, let's talk about the teams that are, we did touch on it last week. And I I actually, when we gave our picks last week, Jay, I kind of was like, Oh shit, we have like another week. Like we can we get like I, we thought, have another... I thought the same thing too when you send the rundown. I was like, damn, what was the score that I picked last week? I, but I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I still think I'm gonna stick with the same thing. But let's talk about litter uh just a little bit surrounding the Super Bowl. Um, first off, like you said, after Super Bowl, I know it's not in the rundown, so I hate to you know break stride here, but uh I know you said after the Super Bowl you were gonna start, you know, thinking about what you're eating more. But Super Bowl Sunday, you got anything planned to eat or do you have a favorite Super Bowl food or what, what's up there? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I think uh, I'm going to talk the wife into, uh, you know, we're going to go big. 
Good. You know, Super Bowl Sunday. I, I got some uh, crab legs down in the freezer ready you to go. bougie son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> got some ready. I uh, got a... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on uh, on uh, the Uber Eats, you know, ready to order some wings, um, you know, get some chips, some dip, and uh, yeah, just just sit and just enjoy the whole day. You know, start drinking beer early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, s- slip into whiskey later at the yeah. end of the night. Yeah, and uh, you know, just enjoy because, like I said, you know, after the Super Bowl, I'm you know changing my. Ways. Eating habits, changing my diet, you know, Wait, exercising yep. more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, so it's going to be like one last big hurrah. This is like your New Year's. Yeah, exactly. This what about you? What, what do you got up for the Super Bowl? What's, what's on the menu at the Cerise house? Quick question for you, though. Uh, do you dip your crab, crab legs into buffalo sauce? I feel like that'd be the most JU thing in the world. Like, like crab legs? Yeah, you buffalo heard me. sauce? Yeah, I feel like that should be your thing. Like buffalo sauce covered crab legs. No, no. And I don't <laughs> dip it in ranch either. <laughs> oh, yuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to do yet. I know that we're definitely going to do like bloody mimosa bar, you know, early afternoon, get it going. Um, my wife will make definitely make a buffalo chicken dip or a jalapeno popper dip or both. She's good at both those dips. Those are very good dips. She makes both of those. And then I think uh, we'll I mean, I, I'll want pizza for days. We'll get some sort of pizza order, maybe some subs. Um, the one thing I had my eye on, I've been craving hot dogs lately, which is like, a, I just love hot dogs. And National Coney Island was doing this thing. Like they'll cater 12 dogs for you. Like give you like a Coney station, you get 12 hot dogs. And then you get this National Coney Island, like themed Red Wings knit cap. I was all over it. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to sell my wife on it to get 12 dogs brought to the house. Or I'll have to eat twelve dogs on Super Bowl Sunday, which I I I'd fuck around with it. Like I, you Kobayashi those dogs, <laughs> right? Dip them in water. Oh, oh, yeah, yuck, yeah. Joey Chestnut, that bitch. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, pretty much like a lot of that good old American, probably pizza grinders, buffalo dips. It'll be good. Um, my wife likes to get a little fancy, so I'm sure there'll be like a charcuterie board and shit out there. You see, so. you call me bougie. You got your charcuterie board. I'm, you wearing know? A, I'm wearing a the dude hoodie right now, man. Like I am not a bougie guy. I'm talking to my wife. My wife is a cl- classy gal. She's cleaned me up. Yeah, my wife's a little. She she's she's on the bougie side too. And yeah. So we get along quite well. And I, we do. I, I will not you know, disagree with the fact that yes, I do like nice things. <laughs> there's no, there's no point to, I'm just going to razz you for it because it's, it's low hanging fruit. Right. Okay. So Super Bowl as well. We got the weekend weekend performing the halftime show this year. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on the weekend? And do you have any memorable halftime performances that stick out to you that you really enjoyed? Or do you watch the halftime? What's your deal with it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch the halftime. You know, that's something that, um, you know, people love, you know, halftime's extended, you know, instead of 15 minutes, it's 30 minutes. Right. Um, you know, so as a player, you get your mind mentally ready for that. You know, coaches really plan for that too. That's a big part of your game plan, but, um, no, yeah. Love the weekend. You know, he's Canadian. My wife's Canadian. I forgot he's, he's Canadian. Yeah, the weekend's definitely Canadian. Um, he's not my favorite Canadian musician. Bieber is but, right. Oh, the Biebs is definitely my favorite Canadian musician. But the weekend is definitely up there. But uh, no, I'm definitely excited for the Super Bowl show. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those things that people either love it or hate it. Yeah. And it's not going to, there's not going to be any in between like, oh, you know, I thought it was good, you know, but I think you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I think 
a lot of people are gonna end up hating it. Okay. But I'm I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be one of those people because I think whatever the weekend does, he does, you know, he's a great musician, a great artist, has a great mind um for thinking and go thinking outside the box. But um I think it's gonna be a, a Lady Gaga esh okay. uh, halftime show with with the with the props and different things that he does. Yeah. But um I'm excited for it. What about you? Yeah, so the weekend performance, I'm I'm excited to see it. I will say uh, they played it two th- million billion times leading up to this. Is the is the the uh, you know the weekend Pepsi commercial? Ooh, yes. I'm blinded by the light. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, it's so easy to say like, oh, I'm so sick of this commercial. I loved the commercial. I thought it right. was a very well done, creative commercial. A lot of people across diverse platforms just singing. It felt very real life. And then, right. the guy, and then the guy at the end working the booth kind of, you know, gives the one second. And then he looks at the sheet, looks up, the music comes clear, the weekend's in the convertible. I like that commercial a lot. And I was not mad to keep seeing it. So I like that. The only thing that threw me off about that commercial was how short the guy at the booth was <laughs> and how muscle bound he was. <laughs> I think his shirt was just doing him no favors. Right. Exactly. I think the prop guy got him the shirt and was like, Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's a little stuffed sausage there, but no, um, but uh, bouncing back, you said, yeah. what was your favorite Super Bowl performance? Yeah. 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 A halftime show. Um, I got to think of like a couple. I thought Bruno Mars Bruno absolutely Kelvin. crushed it. Um, I wasn't, I didn't watch this Super Bowl live, but I saw like the YouTube of Michael Jackson performing at the Super Bowl that was at the Rose Bowl. Okay. And the crazy thing about that was I saw, uh, it was like ESPN did like a 30 for 30 on that mm-hmm. and how like Michael Jackson for, cause if you watch the thing, when, if you, if you YouTube it and watch it at the beginning, he just, the music hits and he stopped and he's just like still like a statue. Okay. And he told them, do not play anything until I touch my glasses. That's the cue to start going. And so he stood there forever. And then, so watching this documentary, the producers were going crazy because it was just dead TV. He was just standing there. He stood there for at what seemed like forever. And they're like, we got to do something. We got to do something. And obviously later, and then he, they waited, he touched his glasses and then rocked out to it. But so that was one of my um, favorites, um, you know, from just watching on YouTube. I didn't see it as it happened. Um, Bruno Mars rocked it. And I thought Prince playing in the rain. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm not like the, you know, like all the people that's huge Prince fans and everything like that. But I just thought that was awesome. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Another good one was uh, when like Britney Spears, Errol Smith and the Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. Thing. I forgot about that one. I thought that was a pretty good uh, yeah. halftime show. No, yeah. I Yeah. Personally, for me, I loved when uh, Janet Jackson's titty popped out. That was a big, oh, one. Yeah. That was a big one for me. That was, uh, you know, it was a, one of the budding years of my life. So, <laughs> right. so that was, uh, you know, interesting to see. That was good. Uh, I love Gaga's. Like, I'm a, I'm a Gaga fan, and she just, she just rocks it. She just brings it, and she's very like athletic and like she's just like conditioned for a right. Super Bowl show. And I agree with you. I thought that was good. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you get back to your Gaga. But did you, did you got Lady Gaga Orioles? That's out. 
So I saw them. I saw Lady Gaga Oreos, but I, what are they? Did you have them? Yes, I got it because I was at the store. My wife and I were, were shopping and uh, the Oreos guy were stacking the, the Oreo guy. The they, got, yeah. they have one guy that does that. They have yeah. one Oreo guy that comes yeah. in, he does the Oreos and he leaves. That's it. Yeah. So then I'm just being a goof. And I was like, hey, uh, you got anything good? And uh, he's, he's like, like yeah. shut up, man. No, no, no. no. He, 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 was, he was all in. Yeah. You know, I expected him to say shut up. Yeah. yeah like, but uh, he was all in. He was like, yeah, the Lady Gaga cookies. He's like, I can't keep them stocked. No. He's like, I took, I took 20 cases to this one Meyer, and uh, the, this lady came and she's like, how many cases do you have? And he's like, I have 20. She's like, I want to buy them all. And so he went to the manager and asked the manager. And the manager said, no, she can have 10 cases. Oh, my and, God. But, yeah. And then he told me people are like selling them online. I was going to say, I bet you like three times the price. I was going to say, I bet you the resale market on these is crazy. And I bet you if you just if you put somewhere in like, you know, a decently good spot, you could sell these in five years for even more. Well, people I don't know. love this shit. Right. Exactly. It, it, it's a. Uh, what are they? Are they like strawberry vanilla? Like, what is it? The cookie itself is green. Oh, and the filling is pink. So is it chocolate? Like no, no, no I'm sorry. Yeah. The 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 cookie itself is pink. is is pink, yeah. and the filling is green. So is it? Does the cookie taste like chocolate to you? You don't like chocolate. No, it tastes like a vanilla Oreo. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I gotta try these. I mean, I'm probably never gonna get my hands on them. But... No, you can get your. I saw them at Meyer still. Oh, okay, I don't know. If, I don't know if the guy was like really, but well, like, he was like, yeah. So then. I go and I, I, we grab a couple and I've emailed uh, one to my sister-in-law in Canada. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Someone's going to hijack the mail to steal those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so go ahead with your Super Bowl pick. So you said Gaga was good and I totally no, I like agree Gaga. with you. No, yeah. You're better at the halftime. I, I like Gaga. I mean, the titty popping out with Janet Jackson, I said. I mean, the girl, the gals last year, man, shake, shaking their asses. That was that was pretty great, too. Uh, Shakira and J-Lo, yeah. Got a, yeah, got a lot of the conservative folks rustled up. That's okay. Uh, they rustled their jimmies. A lot of rustled their jimmies. They didn't know what to do. A lot of people. That was funny, you know, sitting around with, I normally hang out with, like, my dad and all my uncles and stuff. I'm one of the younger guys there. And, uh, you know, that to watch to watch like my family huddled around the big TV watching uh, Shakira and J Lo do their thing was was very funny to watch. Um, but yeah, we'll see what the weekend does. The the one thing with the weekend is with each performance he has like progressively been more beat up, and it's like his artistic thing this year is that like blinding lights. Like it's about drunk driving. I read this whole thing on it, and okay. I'm, I'm just yeah. So it's all about being in love with somebody so much that like you drunk drive to go see him and you get into an accident and um he that's why he's getting progressively worse each time so i'm wondering if he's just going to get wheeled out like in like a, a you know like a full body cast in a wheelchair right he has yeah. to like the whole because break the thing, out of it the big thing was like did did uh the weekend get plastic surgery because he right. had the, all the prosthetics and uh -huh. everything yeah that was absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what goes on with the performances. I'm excited to see them. Since we're talking about all the extracurriculars around the Super Bowl, I want to get into one one more thing here before we actually talk about football and some betting picks. Here is the commercials. So, right. so I'm into the commercials. I like the commercials. I feel like I don't know how you are, but when I do Super Bowl Sunday, like we kind of watch the first couple rounds of commercials, 
And then towards the end, I really die off. I kind of stop watching them. I feel like when I was little, I used to be really into them. Now I'm less into them. Um, and I feel like they're almost not as good um, as when we were younger. But maybe it's just because I'm paying less attention or I'm just like a jaded, angry fuck who gets my power cut off and my water heater breaks. Maybe I'm just growing up and getting angry. I, I think it could be because you're a degen. Yeah, <laughs> you're a degenerate gambler that yeah. you're looking at all your bets. But that's um, no, that's totally fair. I think um, in your defense, I think the Super Bowl commercials have kind of like died off. It hasn't been as good yeah. the past, you know, a few years as it was early on. I don't know if that is because the big boom in technology that things are like so accessible to people like people like, oh, it's not yeah. realistic anymore. And they're not spending the money on it like they used right. to. Right, exactly. But um, no, I I love the super the commercials. Um, that's why I'm not a big, well, I don't. I'm not a big fan of watching like games with people, like a big crowd of people, mm-hmm. um, like at home or going to a Super Bowl party because I like to actually sit and listen to the commentator. Fair. I like to listen, but I like to listen to the commercial and watch the commercials. So I feel like when I have like a Super Bowl party or something like that. It's just so much talking. You can't really yeah, that's fair. hear all the Super Bowl, all the, I, all the uh, commercials and everything. I, I'm that guy. I'm the guy that just won't stop talking to you about whatever <laughs> opinion or take I have, you know, like 13 beers deep. Like, that's me going like, Jay, Jay, do you think Tyreek's going to catch three in the third quarter? And you're just <laughs> trying to, and you're trying to watch a fucking Budweiser commercial. Like, that's, I'm that Exactly. Guy. Yeah, I'm that guy, 100%. Yeah. So, top commercials here. Uh, do we want to do top three, top five? Do, what do you got down? What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I got, I got, uh, I got a good one, list two, here. three, four. I got four. I can go five. We can go four. Let's go four. Okay. Or top four. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be different. Everyone goes three or five. So my number four, I'll, I'll give a couple honorable mentions here too. Um, I'd say my number four all time favorite was during the Super Bowl. They did. This is when. Yeah, we'll go with this. We'll go with this. So number four, uh, this is when they started, when Old Spice started to do their like weird campaigns. The guy on the horse. Yeah, with the guy on the horse. Exactly, exactly. So uh, that was like the first time we saw that. And I rewatched that commercial today and it's like hilarious. It's like, ladies, look at your man. Now look at me. Now look back at your man. Now look back at me. You know, like uh, here's your Old Spice body spray. Now it's a clam. Now it's diamonds. But look, the clam in the middle has the tickets to that thing you want to go to. I'm on a horse. Um <laughs> That one was very funny at the time. So I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that one as my number four as the old spice guy. Right. At number four for me, I'm going to put, um, I, I don't know, for some reason I really liked it. Um, that uh, kid with the Darth Vader outfit and he was like starting the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that Volkswagen? Was it? I don't know if it was Volkswagen or okay. whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that was really creative and uh, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm going to be a dad and like that yeah. thing's cute to me right now. So well, you, yeah. you like the warm and fuzzies. You've said this. I do like the warm and fuzzies. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I got y'all warm and fuzzy. It did um, get me. Yeah. Number three for me was two years ago. I thought it was sick. Just an awesome commercial was the hundred year, the NFL hundred year commercial where they're at the award ceremony and Brady says, hold my rings to Baker and fucking Barry Sanders is flipping through people. Ray Lewis is knocking people out. That was so cool to see all those NFL legends just do that commercial. Right. Yes. I, I totally agree that that was a great commercial and uh, it brought everything 
in you know the, yeah. the past, the present, the future, and everything like that. I thought that was an awesome commercial and, and well like the done. logistics of it of that ball bouncing around. Like right, I just, I just thought it was really well done. And then uh, Marshawn Lynch has a funny line in it. I don't remember what it is, but he's got a good line in it. Right. Yeah. So, so my number three would be um, the the um, old back, this old school, the Budweiser. The what's that? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the fucking those guys. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, that's like iconic. Because like, how many times did you like do it? Like, and the crazy thing is, I still do that with some friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, so like that was just I love that. Absolutely it's referenced. Love that. It's referenced in the office. It's it's in scary movie, like the scary movie series. Exactly. Like, the, the fucking killer does it every time. And his <laughs> yeah. mask like turns with his tongue out and stuff. Yeah. What a dumb concept. Like it feels like they put that ad together last minute. The guy like last minute threw that together and it just caught fire. Like, hey, let's it's- just say what's up really weird. Well, it seems like there was just some people just smoking weed and just like, <laughs> hey, we oh shit, we got to do this commercial here. What are we gonna do? Right. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What was that? <laughs> I know, and they had to follow that. Like that was followed up after the frogs and the the chameleon and the lizards and shit. That right, was very famous. And then they went into the was ups. Right, exactly. Perfect segue. I'm gonna do a Budweiser one as well. And this one was my favorite for a long time. This one came out in 2004. I love this one. I thought it was so creative. And it's it's the one where you're watching just like a horse's legs run through the snow, and then it rewinds, and then the horse's legs keep moving. It rewinds and rewinds, and there's a zebra looking in the review tunnel. <laughs> And he's reviewing right. the play. He's like reviewing right. the play. And then right. like, you got those two rednecks standing on the side like, uh, this ref's a jackass. And he goes, nope, I think that's a zebra. And you're like, oh, god damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, I just thought that was a really good one to get the horses involved in an actual football playing scenario as opposed to just beautiful Clydesdales telling me to drink Budweiser. Exactly. Yeah. And all right, so what are we on, number two or three? Yeah, two. 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 All right, so number two for me – I have to go with that. Uh, I got to throw old Betty White. Oh, you yeah. Know, the Snickers commercial. Yeah. You know, because that you can relate that to everyday life. You know, when you get hungry, you start you turn to someone different, you know. And so I thought that was a great commercial that, you know, it, it took from rough and tough dudes playing football to turn into Betty White, <laughs> yeah. who's, who's turned to be an icon now, yeah. you know, at age 99. Yeah, that's crazy. I will say Snickers with their advertising campaign, like Hungry Grab a Snickers, is uh, has worked on me without a doubt. If I'm ever on the move or at a gas station and I can feel my like bad mood coming on, like from being hungry, <laughs> I legit eat a Snickers. Like I don't right. know because they told me that's what I should do, and I it works on me. I will be the first to admit that I was a victim of that, but I'm not mad at it. I love Snickers. Exactly. Number one all time. You probably could have guessed this. Everyone out there probably could have guessed it. I think it's the greatest Super Bowl commercial of all time. It knocked me on my ass. And that's the Eminem Chrysler commercial with this is Detroit. This is what we do. It was like a three minute spot after halftime. I know exactly where I was. I was in my sophomore apartment at Michigan State watching the Super Bowl at the table. And they're, they're showing the highlights of the city. They're showing buildings. They're showing streets. And I turn to my buddy and I go, that's Detroit. That's that's Detroit. I can tell that's Detroit. And then you hear the dun, 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 you hear the fucking lose yourself start. Russell, Dude. my Jimmy's. 
I don't, I don't know, know if I've seen that one. Oh, buddy, it's like a three-minute spot, and it's definitely Chrysler's most famous. When, movie. when, what Super Bowl was this? 2011. Um, let's see who was in the Super Bowl in 2011. Um, but 2011 Super Bowl, yeah, I mean, it was pretty iconic. And then you find out Eminem's driving the car, and he gets out. Was it Seattle Patriots? It's Green Bay. Green Bay won. Green Bay won it. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's Rogers is only. It Super wasn't Bowl. Green Bay Pittsburgh. It was. Wait, Green Bay. So it was in Pittsburgh. Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was. I thought that was 2010. Uh, it says 2011. Everything I'm looking at, 2011. So Green Bay, Pittsburgh in Dallas, the ice yes. storm. Uh, but yeah, but they're in a dome, right? Yeah, in Dallas, in the ice storm, they had to. They fucked up the oh, season assignments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yes, no, it was Packers, Steelers. Packers won. Uh, okay, so I think that's why I didn't because I, w- I was a Steelers fan and the Steelers were losing, and so I was like, "Fuck this!" Shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was it was right out of halftime. It was the first. It's like you know one of the big slots right out of halftime. Um, Eminem did the commercial for free. That was like the big thing about it too. Um, and it was two years after. It was like a year after the bailout. You know, like it was right after the recession. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all the feels. It was a big Michiganer moment. Russell, your jimmies. Yeah, buddy. It's so sick. I'll send it to you. I can't believe you haven't seen it. But you probably have. have. You just didn't hit you like it hit us, you know? Like, right. That's true. You're probably balls deep in some buffalo sauce. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Some blue cheese. Yeah, some crab. But uh, so my number one uh, commercial is because it. I kind of can relate to this um, is uh, Terry Tate, office linebacker. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was because, hilarious. Yes. Because when I stopped playing and I went into corporate world, so I went, I went into, um, I did broadcasting. And then, so I'm at those, you know, studio in, uh, in, uh, LA, you know, working for, um, Fox sports. And I, it's, it was like, if something good happens, on a football field, you slap someone on the ass, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, I just went, boom, I would slap people on the ass, and, <laughs> and then someone came and like, Jay, you can't do that. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, what if I say locker room? Yeah. And you know, can I do it? Like, yeah. no, you still can't do yeah, it. Can't do it, Jay. I'm touching everyone's ass. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, that uh Terry Tate office linebacker. Oh my God. That, yeah. I think that is a, a great commercial. It's um, iconic. Yes. Definitely. And it's just fun watching. Remember that show Pros vs. Joe's or Joe's vs. Pros, yes. whatever that is? I mean, that's yeah. just like, that's what that show tried to be. Right. You know? it's, just, it's just fun watching, like, you know, idiot, like, I always make the joke, too. Like, I'll be sitting on my couch, like, with an edible with, like, barbecue sauce coming down my face. And, you know, I'll watch Hopkins dive and lay out for one and you know it'll just hit the turf a little bit and you know i'll be like ah man he's gotta have that you know <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want it he didn't want it enough right. you know you know so uh that's what that that reminds me of but okay yeah those are that's the halftime show that's the commercials i feel like we're getting closer to the actual game uh so these are all the things with the super bowl we did food we did performances we did commercials now let's talk about some betting let's talk about some bets um, this is the Super Bowl of betting. Literally, it's the Super Bowl. Um, I know I'm excited. I know me and my buddies are going to throw on a couple of things here. So, and probably way more than I'm going to talk about today because I'm going to get a few drinks in me. I'm going to get real excited. I'm going to start bouncing off the walls and think everything I pick is correct. But what I asked, what I asked Jay to put together here for me, and I have some thoughts too, is um, a, uh, a prop that he likes, and then 
who one of the most, if you guys are new to betting or if you bet and you don't take this bet, one of the most exhilarating bets for me, and a lot of people agree with this in football is first touchdown. First touchdown of the game is just like it, you know, it's going to happen early unless it's the Patriots Rams game a couple years ago. Um, but it normally happens early and it's a big payout almost no matter who it is. And it's just kind of an electric pick to, to take here. So I, Thought we I could thought, provide you our picks for the. I thought last game. year, last year was it? No, the what, the Rams and uh, Patriots. No, no, the Rams and no. I'm sorry. Last year, the the Chiefs and uh, Niners. Mm-hmm. The first the first touchdown was the fullback Jujuski. That's right. Yeah, and that's talk right. about a big payout. Yeah. you had that son of a bitch. Getting the first touchdown. I don't even know if I knew his name before that game. And I think he ripped it. I mean, he had a day. He yeah, a day. he did. He yeah. did. That's kind of where he made his name. So, yeah, it, it could be anybody. And it normally is, you know, it's betting. So, you're normally leaving pissed off. But if you get the right guy, it is an exhilarating bet to take. I think I hit it. I think I hit it twice this year. The Lions, I took AP one game and he scored. And then and, and then with the Titans, I took AJ Brown once. And that was that was pretty cash. I think you took that AP Thanksgiving the game when he had three of those tutties. That's right, I did, I did. <laughs> but I, uh, but like in true gambling fashion, you're never actually happy. So like when someone does hit something you took, you're like, why didn't I put nine grand on that? You know? <laughs> always, right. it, it's never. That's what. That's the, it's never enough. It is. It's never enough. It's never enough. So okay, you or let's let's talk about who we have for both teams for first touchdown since we just talked about it this whole time. So for Kansas City, who do you got? Uh, Kansas City, I got Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, nice, yeah, S- safe. Probably, probably going to be the lowest one. Probably going to have the worst odds, to be honest. Probably right, right down there, yeah. But if you hit, you hit. I'm going to go. I'm going to go fireworks. I'm going Tyreek. I just, I want Tyreek Hill. I want like a bomb. I just want it to be. How like was that firework last week? In the last time Kansas City played uh, Tampa, Tyreek had over 200 yards in the first half. Yeah, it's hard to repeat in a the league. They should be covering <laughs> them a lot tighter this time, Jay. I'm just saying. I mean, I meant like the first touchdown is not going to be some five yard slant to Kelsey. I, I want it to be like an 80 yard bomb to Cheetah, just burn it, <laughs> just dusting them, just turn the burners on. All right, and then. Well, Tampa Bay. I'll leave this one off since you took Kansas City. For Tampa Bay, my first touchdown for them, and this will be a big payout if it's even offered. I'm going way off the map here. Well, not way off, but I'm going off the map. I'm saying Cameron Bray catches the first touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I was going to say that too, but really? you said it, so I'm going to no go way. with someone different. I was, I, that's who I had in mind. I have it written down. I have Cameron yeah. Bray written down, yeah. I, I was going to say that, but I'm going to go – with just because I want to go outside the box. Yeah, I love it. Scotty Miller. Oh, I love it. I love the Scotty Miller pick there. Yes. Did you hear his quote about uh, Tyreek? If he, if he was faster than him and he said, I'd beat him 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, I heard Man, that. Scotty, I <laughs> love the attitude, but sh- like, yeah. no. Yeah. But <laughs> as a man, you got to say, yeah. For sure. You're you in the Super say, Bowl. Like, yeah. You got to say, yes, you would beat him. You can't yeah. just sit there and say, no, he would take me. Yeah, he's a no, fast individual. Know, they came, I would say, yeah, I'll beat Tyreek Hill. Yeah, 100%. Then, yeah. That's but I'll, I'll, I'll pull a hamstring before I lose. So we got the burners on both sides. We got the small burners. I got Cheetah. You got Scotty Mills. And then you're going Travis Kelsey, creative pick. And then I'm going Cameron Brait. So we both have tight ends and wideouts. Um, <laughs> my, my like, 1A on the – 
um, Bucks was Ronald Jones. Just because Fournette's getting so much love, I could just see Ronald Jones taking one in from like seven yards out. I hope so. I hope so. I'm playing a fantasy league for the Super Bowl here. Oh, you got I him got, going? Yeah. I got him going. So I hope I hope he does well. Okay. Uh, moving along here, prop bet that you like. Did you look at any props and do you like you, any? You go first. All right. I will go first. This is the prop that I love. I don't like it. I love it. And I actually designed a safety net for everyone out here. In my humble opinion, in my buddy's humble opinion, we talked through this. You either lose or you, or you either win or you break even. You either win big, you win little, or you break even. It's, it's the safest bet in the world, and this is what you're going to do. It's actually two props you're going to have to take at the same time. Brady to throw a third-quarter touchdown is even money. And then – oh, no, Brady to throw a third-quarter touchdown is plus 120. And then Mahomes to throw a third-quarter touchdown – is even money. So if there are no touchdown passes in the third quarter, you lose. But if one of them throws a touchdown, you make a little bit of money or you break even. And then if both of them throw a third quarter touchdown, you, you win double. Those are my props. That's the prop to take third quarter touchdown, even money on both of them. Huh? I, you, you, you dug, you dug deep, deep, deep into it. I'm a D gen. I, you are, you are. I was just taking like you know stupid prop bets. Like, That's fine. What color like, is the Gatorade? You know that th- those are like my kind of prop bets that I take. Um, but I'll give you two prop bets that I have. Please. Um, a prop bet is um, one prop bet is the Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay defense will score a touchdown. Oh, I love that. Love that. Take them first in the game. Take them first touchdown <laughs> of the game. You. Know, I thought about that. I seriously thought about that. Remember uh, the way- in the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl, the snap went over Peyton's head. Dude, my so I was in LA and my buddy were watching the game. And before the game, he was like, because the year before there was a safety for a super for in the Super Bowl. He yeah. was like, dude, let's take a bet on the safety. We'll we'll get like I'm telling you, there's gonna be like 50 grand or something like that. Yeah, it and like you, is. And I was like, no, oh, fuck that. No, we're not going to fuck it. And then sure enough, First we're watching it. I didn't even have a sip of my beer yet. And it went over the head. I was like, and he was so pissed at me. I would have, I'm pissed at you right now. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so prop bet is uh, the Bucks will score a defensive, the first the defensive touchdown. And the, prop, the second prop bet, tails. On the head, on the coin toss. Love it. You heard it here first, guys. So we got Brady and Mahomes throwing touchdowns in the third quarter. Um, and then we got a Bucks touchdown and tails on the coin flip. A Bucks defensive touchdown. Excuse me. Yes, of course. A Bucks touchdown would be ridiculous if that didn't happen. Um, so follow me throughout the day, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to be pumping in a lot more stuff. The weirdest bet I've ever taken was number one in the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl I said there would be a dirty bird on camera by the Atlanta Falcons it did not happen it did not hit they did not do a dirty bird and then the other weird one I took was the Carolina Denver Super Bowl I said that Cam Newton would dab on camera and he did not dab on camera so I normally try to pump in one of those really obscure ones that like the bookie could easily be like no he didn't do it and I not get paid so we'll see what happens but those are our bets now and then Final picture of the game. We did this last week, but I'm going to do it again. I am going Bucks points plus three or plus three and a half, wherever it's at. And I'm taking Bucks money line. And I got final score 36 31 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Ooh, you cheeky boy. Yeah. You I hope it's cheeky just an, boy. I hope that's the game. I hope that's the game we get as opposed to that fucking Rams Patriots one we got two years ago. Well, the thing is, I love, I absolutely love Travis Kelsey. I love um, Tyreek Hill. I love Edward Tolaire. Love, love, love the love Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. And Andy um, Reid. I would, I would, how can you not love Big Red? How could how you, can not? you not love how Big can Red? You not? And how can you bet against Big Red? Because, yeah, you can't. But how, But there's also a guy on Tampa I have a, a hard time betting against, too, though. Exactly. But the thing is this. I love the Chiefs. I, I, want, I want the Chiefs to be successful. I respect the hell out of Brady. You know, I want him to get number seven. Okay. You know, just because it's like, oh my God, he went to a different team and did this. But I am going for the Bucks. Yeah, you are. Yeah, only you are. because I cannot stand Pat Mahomes, fiance Brittany Matthews. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm I, with you. I don't want to see her screaming and acting stupid. I think the I brother's cannot, worse. I can, no, she's worse. Okay. At least the brother is his blood. That he can be like that for him for his brother. <laughs> yeah. She is just an add-on that's like, no, you can't like like shut the f all up. Well, if you hate her now, do you know about her self her selfie? Like that weird selfie with her passed away stepfather? No. I don't even know if we should get into this, but there is a selfie of her. She took a selfie like on the side of the chief sideline one day and said, like, you know, like such a rough day, but was happy to like support Patrick. And it's like the first picture is her like all sexy Instagram on the sideline. And then the second picture is like her holding her stepfather's hand and is like so sad to have lost my stepfather today, but the Chiefs won. It's the weirdest Instagram post I've ever seen. I'll send it to you. It's it's real. It's real unless you deleted it yeah. or, I, or I'm completely making this up. I'm not making this up though. This happened. Um, yeah. No, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not a Brittany Matthews fan, no. um, but I'm going Bucks 42-38. Oh, my God. I hope these are the games. I hope this is the game we're blessed with. Even if it goes the other way and the Chiefs win it, give me that – give me those fireworks. Just give me that, like, fucking Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl we had a few years ago. Just an absolute zoo. That's what I want to see. All right, now that we've touched on Super Bowl, all the football stuff in between, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show, over, under. Over, under is normally provided by my buddy Jerry, who is formerly known as the fat accountant from Cleveland. He is now – Hashtag justice for Jerry. Hashtag justice for Jerry. I don't really know what side of the fence JU is on with this argument, but Jerry is now refusing to do the over-unders after last week's debacle where I – apparently told him too late that I needed the over under a day early and he could only provide six items. And I would say that five of those six items were complete dog shit. Well, let me tell you, you said what side I'm, I'm on Jerry's side. Shocker. <laughs> no, the reason I'm on Jerry's side is because you, I think you gave him the bums rush. You, you we did the fizz a day earlier. This is crazy. And it was it was just a couple hours before not, that you told him, hey, we need this. I, and, and don't and get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think there was some panic in Jerry. And the questions that he did submit were 
subpar at they best. They sucked. We ripped them apart last week. Say it like it is. It sucked. They did, not, I'm they not asking you to reinvent but, the wheel. I need a list of 10 things in an email. That's it. Could be anything. Well, you could write, you could write the, dick, balls, ass, poop. Like he could, it doesn't matter. But in Jerry's defense, he, he thinks these things out. Is thoroughly thought out. <laughs> oh my god! You can't even hold on to this bit. You can't even hold on to the bit. Like I defend Jerry. So here's the deal. Here's what we did. I can't listen to this shit anymore. I Jerry refused to do it once again. I kind of forgot to ask for over unders from people. So what did I do? I threw it on my story. Okay, but before I threw it on my story, I texted Ju and said, "Do you know anybody who could do an over under list?" He said yes. The guy fired me over a list right after I put it on my story. At the same time, I asked one of my followers, Bill Beasley. Shout out Bill Beasley, by the way. He's been a follower since 2017. He's been listening to The Fizz since I was doing this in my garage by myself. Uh, he's listened to pretty much every single one of these. He was like the first guy to ever buy a shirt that wasn't my own family or friend. So shout out Bill Shout Beasley. out to Bill. He's the man. He's out in Utah, I think. Uh, Utah, or, or I know he's a, he's a Vegas Knights fan. So he's out, he's out there, and I think it's Utah. Bill and his many wives. How many wives do you have, Bill? <laughs> Bill, follow me on uh, IG. Yeah, Bill, jump on it. Uh, Paul's 30-30. His wife's great, too. They're both big big fans. Anyways, Bill's been asking to do the over-under for a long time. So this was a golden opportunity. I asked him, but then I did not expect my inbox to flood with people actually wanting to do the over-under. So just shout out a few people here. Uh, JU's buddy G uh, Zach sent some in. We got Bill Beasley's. My buddy Brian Gaddy sent in a list. Uh, a huge fan and follower, Rachel, sent in a list. Um, so we have more than enough here, and I'm in a predicament where I can't use them all. So see, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Rachel said, because, you know, from a female perspective, we're all I'm, curious. I'm, I'm interested to see what Rachel said. But, you know, shout out to my boy, Zach, um, good friend of mine, um, met him um, through the Ferndale Elks. Um, his wife's oh, yeah. going to run for a city council in 2021. Nice. Lindsay for city council. Um, and he's a <laughs> hockey player. Oh, hockey guy. Yeah. So here's what we're, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we have, you know, they might not become as topical. Like we may lose some, but we're going to hold on to these ones. I'm not going to look at any of them, but what we're going to do, we're going to split bills and split Zach's right now. And I, I feel like I'm jipping you here, Bill, but we'll get, we'll get all yours in. I promise you'll have your own exclusive over under, but just blame me for fucking it up again. And now Jerry's probably sitting at home going, see, see, like, look, at this is how you handle stuff. Shut the fuck up, Jerry. Just shut the fuck up. I don't even want to hear it. Let's jump into this over under. We're going to do, do you want Zach's first five? Um, do you want Zach's first five or, or Zach's last five? It doesn't matter. Do you want Bill's first five or Bill's last five? <laughs> Give me Bill's first five. Give me Bill's first five right <laughs> off the rip. All right. Bill's first five here. He sent the list. And his top line in this says, keep Jerry in our thoughts, LGRW. This guy. Oh, I love really it. Rocks. I love it. Yeah, this guy rocks. <laughs> so here we go. Number one on the list, over under. Bill sent me this list. We've never seen it. We talk if the thing is over underrated. From Bill Beasley, the new over under specialist. His first five are going to get Zach for the last five. Number one on the list, Frank Gore taking 16 Frank Gore taking 16 seasons to do what Barry Sanders did in 10 over or underrated oh i will go first because this is and because your opinion matters more than mine because you were running back in the nfl and i'm i'm the guy with the buffalo sauce on my face saying he didn't want it enough so i don't think you can say anything about what frank gore has done is overrated i think that's kind of crazy to say 
I am a guy who really respects longevity. Love Brady. Love the guys who just do it until their hearts explode. Fucking Eminem. He's almost 50 for God's sake. He's still dropping albums. Like I love guys who love the game so much and they don't stop. And I love durability. So to say what Frank Gore has done catching yards by what Barry Sanders did in 10 is overrated, I think would be ignorant of me. So I'm going to say what Frank Gore has done is underrated in comparison to Barry. It's just apples and oranges. Barry was the most, one of the most electrifying running backs of all time, if not the most electrifying and who knows what he could have done with more years, but I don't think that makes what Frank Gore has done overrated, even though I would love Barry to be the number one rusher of all time. Oh, Bill. I, I was all about Bill. I was vibing with Bill. I was loving Bill. And then he took a shot at my boy. Frank Gore is actually I don't think he took a shot. A friend I think he of threw mine. It out there. Yeah. That was, that was a little pot shot, you know? Um, no, I definitely think um, it's, you know, you can't say that's underrated. Um, you, you play the game for 16 years. That's a feat in that. itself. Right. But there's something that Frank Gore did that Barry Sanders, Frank Gore played in the Super Bowl in less than 10 years than Barry Sanders. So <laughs> we're digging at each other. Yeah. So, no, definitely. Um, you can't you can't do that. It's underrated. Frankie G is my boy. I would not go against anything with Frank. Great name, too. Great name. I can't dog Frank Gore. I love the guy. Uh, what a monster. Honestly, shout out Frank Gore, man. All right. <laughs> All right. So that was number one on the list. We both got underrated. Number two. Uh Yager chipping away at Gordy Howe. Um, As in Yami Yager? Yeah. And I don't. I oh. Think, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think he's referring to games played. Like, I don't, I don't fully understand what um, this is referencing, but I'm going to go with games played. Let's see. NHL games played all time. Is it games played or is it point? Like, I'm just kind of. Curious. I don't. I didn't know Yager was still in the league. To be honest, Bill, I don't know what this is asking, um, but it sounds like it's a comparison of like a record being chased by someone who used to have the record. And I just you can't get mad at records being broken. If they get broken, they're broken. You can root against people to do it, but it's not it's not over or underrated whether they do it. It's underrated if you're breaking records. You know, if there's some rule change that kind of you know skews it a little bit, fine, but. I don't know. I'm not going to call whatever record it is uh, overrated. I'm just going to say it's underrated. I don't. I don't really know what's being asked here. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm out of the loop here. Well, growing up a Penguins fan and uh, yeah, being a, and watching Yarmy Yager, um, you know, like, dude, no, nothing that he does is overrated. So I'm definitely going to go with underrated on that one. They both seem like longevity questions here that that uh, Bill's Bill's getting into. So, oh yeah, games played. Howe has 1767. Yager's at 1733. And I didn't even know Yager was still playing. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at here. Whatever. We're gonna move on to the next one. Let's not overthink it. Number three, Super Bowl. I think Yager last played for the for the Rangers. Dude, he's played on like every team. It's crazy. I thought he was on Florida. I thought he ended with Florida. <laughs> right. Anyways, number three, Super Bowl being at home for a team. <laughs> yeah, he did first... end with the Panthers. He did. Yeah, I think he's, he ended with the Panthers. Uh, Super Bowl being at home for the first time. I've gone twi first twice in a row, so I'll let you go, Jay. Um, I think that's underrated. I think that's one of the greatest feats in football history um, that people really don't uh, take close 
you know, advantage of or take closer look at, that's something that's very, very tough to do. This is Super Bowl 55. So in 55 years, it's never been done. You know, well, actually in 54 years, it's never been done. So this, I think that's, that's definitely underrated. Yeah, especially if you factor in the fact that Brady played his whole career with the Patriots, comes down one year, and then takes him to the Super Bowl at home. It's it's incredible. Uh, I thought Minnesota was going to do it a few years ago. Uh, they seemed like one of the closest, but normally it seems like it's a team that's not even in the hunt, and then Tampa found their way, and it's just kind of the magic of Brady, to be completely honest. So definitely underrated. Right. But the thing with that is the Bucs are, are technically the home team this year and they get to choose but they chose to wear their Rhodes white jersey oh they this did year. yes they did because they played three playoff games on the road and the last team to do that to choose to wear the red the Rhodes jersey were the pittsburgh steelers when they uh crowned themselves champs in super bowl 40 in ford field jerome bettis last send-off versus the seahawks uh, right because they played three straight games on their way yep so the, the bucks are technically the home team but they're gonna be wearing their road whites all right that's fun fact as hell that's fun as shit number four on the list um this is a, so far a full underrated list across the board just we got to take notes on everything everything's underrated here number four gronk admitting to sending fake workout videos in preseason um fuck for me as a fan who's just it's just gronk being gronk right that's entertainment that's hilarious that's hilarious that's underrated that's just hilarious like i don't whatever it's just gronk the i think that's freaking genius of Gronk. <laughs> uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, definitely underrated. More guys are going to see that. And uh, I think you're going to get more of a trend of that, especially now with the virtual workouts that's happening. Yeah. If you're going to cut corners though, you got to be smart about it. You can't pull the Jamarcus Russell and, you know, not <laughs> put in the DVD at all, you know, kind <laughs> right. of deal. So, all right, number five, the c- conclusion of Bill's list, and then we're jumping into Zach's. Um, sorry, Bill, couldn't get to the full one. I apologize. Number five, Stafford rejecting the Patriots trade. Um, you're up first, Jay. Um, I think that's um, – I don't like it's overrated a good thing in this or right. underrated a good – Yeah. So, um, I think um, it says a lot about Stafford. So, I would say it's uh, – it's underrated news. I think we need to dig more into that. Like, why didn't he want to go there? Is it because he's not mentally tough? Or is it because he doesn't like the, pay, you know, like, is he not going to like, does he want to, is he a I, me, my guy instead of us, we, our guy? So I don't know. I think it's underrated. I think there's more digging that needs to be done with that. I'm going to say it's underrated just for the fact that I'm going with the belief that he didn't want to look Patricia in the face or be in the same city as him ever again is he scared um, of patricia nope not at all zero percent i just think he was like fuck that guy fuck that whole everything that's going on there i don't want to be near that guy i'm gonna go to la with mcveigh and we can kiss you know because whatever that's what they're gonna do underrated underrated because uh patricia sucks that bad that no one wants to play for him all right so that was bill's first five now let's do zach and i'll say i'll say uh bill bill's Bill's list was underrated. I like Bill's list. I liked it Shout a lot. Out to Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll just do we might we might need to save his next five for next week. Yeah, and actually just from Jerry the might head, be on strike. Yeah, Jerry's Jerry's in trouble. Jerry's gonna lose his job. And I have like three other ones in my inbox that we can use. So right. I'm waiting for Rachel's too. Yeah, Rachel's gonna be 
Rachel's going to be lit. So the way I'm looking at it, though, is I got to scroll down. So I don't want to see the top five. So we're going to do Zach's first five as well. So they each got first five. Do his, yeah, do his first five. You're right. You're right. All right. And it's funny. Okay, so his is a PDF. Very fancy format here. I appreciate this. Exported it. I like how he did that. So I couldn't edit it. Like I can't do anything to it. I, you know, I'd have to put it in an Acrobat and like recalibrate it. It'd be wild. So I can't touch this. This is rock solid in here. First on Zach's list, number one, and he put question marks after each one, which is great. It kind of adds to it. So he wrote number one, Keurig coffee makers. Um, oh, I like Zach's <laughs> list. <laughs> so you're I'll like, go first. Yeah, you go first. Keurig coffee makers. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm not a coffee drinker, um, but I think. Keurig coffee makers are underrated, especially for my household. My wife drinks coffee. I don't drink coffee. So she can just make a cup of coffee for just herself. You know, that one one cup shooter. You know, I think yeah. Keurig coffee makers are definitely <laughs> underrated. I 100% and agree. You, and you can do all your different flavors. 100%. I'm right, I'm right with you on that one, Jay. I just like the one cup. I'm a one cup guy. I told you I do a cup of coffee in the morning, middle of the day. I do a cup of tea. Normally a salva tea. Use code FIS10 for 10% off. But uh, that's my routine. So the Keurig cups are perfect. They're very underrated. They're so convenient. I mean, like, we just bought a coffee pot, too. And, like, yikes with the filters and the shits. And it's just like, I just want one cup. Give me the Keurig. Pop her in, pop her out. You know, perfect heat. I love it. So both underrated. Everything's been underrated. Everything's been underrated, by the way. This whole list. Number two, Super Bowl commercials. Ooh. Zach must have read the rundown. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. So they always do that. Whenever we have someone do the list, they always like mention something we talk about. But uh, Super Bowl commercials, I'm going to say right now in this world, in today's age, they're overrated. They're overrated. They're not as good as they used to be. Back in the day, they were a lot better. My whole list of awesome commercials – the only good one, the only one I had recently was 2019 was the NFL one. So I'm going to say Super Bowl commercials, I am losing interest in lately. I'm going to say they're overrated. Historically, they're underrated, but now I'm going to say they're overrated. I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think, uh, like you said, back in the day before the technology boom, I think uh, they were great because they were just common sense commercials that you could relate to. Mm-hmm. And now with technology, it seems so far-fetched and everything. So um, definitely Super Bowl commercials right now are overrated. But back in the day, definitely underrated. Hey Amen. We're on the same page there. That's nice. Number three, number three, Jay's up first. Coney dogs? Oh, Coney dogs are definitely over-fucking-rated. No! No! <laughs> no! Yes. Coney dogs are overrated. Uh, I don't care where you go to Lafayette, American, you go to anywhere, Coney dogs are overrated. It is not good at all. (laughs) This is the coolest take. When When what? When you you said you would go to Buffalo and get ranch instead of blue cheese. (laughs) That's fair. Very fair. That's your coldest take. You would get rid of chicken wings. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I did say that. Uh, that is your coldest take by far. You guys know how I feel about dogs. I fucking love dogs. And a Coney dog is like one of my favorite fucking meals like ever. Lafayette is my fucking shit. I'll go there till the day I die. I'll take my kids there. I'll take my kids' kids there. We'll have, I'll make love in Lafayette, Coney Island in that dirty basement down there. I don't give a shit. I love Coney dogs. They're very underrated. And I don't get why people don't like them. But 
Maybe it's They're just terrible. The pure, it's the pure, terrible. You're terrible. They're you're terrible. fucking terrible, Jay. You're pissing me off. Absolutely terrible. The Coney dog sucks. The the French fries that they come with sucks. The French you fries suck. has no salt you on suck. it. And you it's suck. over it's overpriced. Oh, you stink. You suck. You want a good dog, get a New York Coney. No, no one's going to New York. Number four. Damn you, Jay. Damn it. Uh, I love them. They're so good. Coney dogs are so damn good. I'm going to get that Coney dog thing catered now out of spite and eat 12 dogs, Kobayashi <laughs> style, Joey Chestnut on fucking Sunday. Number four, electric lawnmowers. This is going to be funny. <laughs> Number four, electric lawnmowers. Um, I think I'm up first here. Yes, I am. I'm going to admit this on air right now, guys. I've cut one lawn in my entire life. Um, Growing up, we had Whoa, a guy. What was that? What was that? What was the question again? Electric lawnmowers. Oh, so I'm not gonna lie, guys. I've cut one lawn in my entire life. Call me bougie, call me whatever you want. I didn't grow up an affluent SOB, but we did have someone cut the lawn. You and, had a lawn boy, yeah. I had a lawn guy, you and had a lawn boy. And I live by my parents now. We have what, the same what, 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 was it? what was his name? What was his name? His name is Johnny, and he's a good family friend. He's a firefighter in Detroit. He's the man. Uh, oh, shout out, fire! To make me feel like an asshole. Yeah, I am trying to make you feel like an asshole. <laughs> I am because he might listen to this, and he's a really nice guy. And he texted me about the Eisenman interview. He's great, and he um, he does my lawn at home now too. And so I don't cut lawns. So I have no opinion on this. So I'll just say they're overrated. I'll just say cutting your own lawns overrated in general. I have no interest in doing yard. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no interest in doing yard work either. The first time I did yard work was when actually we moved to uh, Michigan here, and uh, my wife made me uh, mow the lawn because <laughs> we just have someone do it. Yeah, um, but um, I've never, I've never used, <laughs> yes, I've never used a uh, electric mower. Um, electric. I have used a battery operated mower, okay. and I think those things are money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you, you don't you mow your lawn, you, you, you don't know well yeah. i i did this summer except for yeah no yeah, yeah a couple of times you don't know <laughs> you don't know uh, stop trying to act gritty <laughs> no but uh yeah no i think um yeah no i'm not power tools should be powerful not yeah man fill know, it with like, gas give me sound give me yeah, yeah. So i have the rip cord let me tear my rotator cuff so say it you got to <laughs> say what it is it's overrated thank you number five Outdoor dining in igloos. I'll leave this one off. I don't even care if I went first last time. It sucks. I'm over it. I'm over outdoor dining in igloos. I want restaurants to open. I understand they have to do it, but like it's freezing out, man. I don't want to sit in the igloo inside of an igloo and pretend that that's like helping with the spread, whatever. I'm not trying to downplay anything, but I don't like eating in igloos in five degree weather. I want to go inside. So I think it's very overrated. Uh, I have not done it. Um, and like before the pandemic, when I was, when we used to drive by, um, oh shit, what's the restaurant down on uh, Nine Mile here? Uh, I can't think of the name, but we saw the igloos and I was like, man, that looks pretty cool. But now with everything, no, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it. So I think it's, uh, it's definitely uh, overrated. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it's completely overrated. And, you know, we had the whole list of everything we had here. I don't even know if it was just chaos trying to flip through both of these, and they're very long. I'll just go through Zach's list here. Keurig, Keurig coffee makers, underrated. Super Bowl commercials, overrated. Coney dogs, Jay said is overrated, which is incorrect. I said uh, underrated, which is correct. Electric lawnmowers, we're not lawn guys. Uh, overrated. Outdoor dining and igloos, both overrated. And let's go to Bill's list. 
Oh my God, I'm navigating everything here. Number one on that list. Everything was underrated on Bill's list. Yeah, everything was. Frank Gore's record, Yager's record, Super Bowl being a home team, Gronk admitting to sending fake workout videos, and then Stafford rejecting the uh, Patriots trade. Everything was underrated there. Can we just hear the rest of Zach's list, please? No, we can't. We're going to save it for next week. We can't. We can't can't see it. We're going to hold it. We're going to hold on to it tight. Everyone, thank you for listening. But what if Jerry comes back? I don't care. Jerry's not coming back. Jerry acts like I need him to give me these, this list of 10 when I got the champagne army sending emails and itching to do this. We got 80 things to pick from here. I don't care if Jerry wants to come back. He's going to have to fight his way back now because Bill and Zach just fucking tag teamed his ass out of the ring. This was a very good list today. It rocked. I got to say, this was a this was a very good list. Oh, yeah. It was a nice changeup not to have some fucking asinine workout that I think is overrated and you think is underrated, which has been his bit for six months. So <laughs> I'm glad it's done. Chaotic week, guys. Chaotic week for your boy here. Excited for Super Bowl Sunday. Probably taking Monday off of work. I think we take Monday off work, Jay. I'm pumped. Pumped to eat some shitty food. JU's new you knew him after the Super Bowl. We're gonna follow Jay's health journey after this, which is gonna start with Selva tea, the most healthy tea on the planet. Herbs and spices from jungles, forests all over the, the world. Go to selvatees.com. Use code Fizz10 for 10% off. If you support the show, go support the teas. They got four dollar options, twenty dollar options. Go get yourself some teas. Ten percent off. Use the code Fizz10. Good luck to every single person out there on your Super Bowl bets this weekend. Try to keep it safe. Try to keep it responsible. But if you don't, let it loose a little bit. That's fine as well. Don't forget to tell a friend about this. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes. Don't forget to write a review. Rate it five stars. Go follow our Twitter. Go follow JU on Instagram. Go follow that guy. Calls 3030. Let's grow this thing as we do. It's been fun hanging out with you guys. I appreciate your patience on it being a day late this week. And that's it. You got anything, Jay? Peace out. There it is. See you guys next week. Uh, uh,